Welcome to Fashion and Conversation Christiane Arp at the Apple Store Kurfürstendamm. Please welcome our guest moderator, Melissa Dreyer. A few words about Christiana Arp, Editor-in-Chief of Vogue Germany. She's a welcome and highly respected presence on the international scene, but she's also the most ardent and I would have to say effective supporter of the home team. She initiated the Vogue Salon, which is a showcase for up-and-coming talent is co-initiator of the Berliner Motor Salon, which started just last year in 2015, and also, as of last year, when it all started, is president of the Fashion Council Germany, of which I'm also a founding member. I clearly remember the first time I met her. It was up in the Bosch showroom in Dusseldorf, and she'd just taken up the reins of Vogue Germany, so we're talking 2003. And here I was, I was this little sort of chattering terrier of a New York editor. I always was like that. And there was this tall, composed, commanding presence who knew what she was talking about, had a critical eye, and extremely high standards. So needless to say, I liked her immediately. And though from different perspective, given our heights, among other things, we often see eye to eye on a lot, like Germany's emerging talent. And now, please welcome Christiana Arp. I didn't get everything that you said, but I think it was really nice. Thank oh, you for okay. that. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Oh, I thought you could hear back there. Sorry, <laughs> I would have brought you up first. I'll give you my note card. Um, I'd like to say that if we look exhausted, it's because we are. Um, we just finished the Berlin, Berlin Fashion Week rounds. It's a morning tonight endeavor. Um, and so I guess that's the first question. Um, where are we? How would you sum up the state of German fashion? And were you and your team satisfied? Um, we are getting there, I would say. Mm -hmm. That is status quo. Um, I think that, that, as you said, that we just started. I started Vogue Salon 
five years ago. So it was the Terrence Folk Salon. Mm -hmm. um, but we started um, this like initiative, which means the council, and which means Berliner Mode Salon just one year ago. It was the third time. And speaking about this short period of time, I think we really succeeded so far. So we, we have awareness, which is really important, and something is happening for the good. And I think that is my, that I'm satisfied with. Okay. I meant also even more specifically, it's about were you satisfied with what you saw? Um, I was satisfied with a lot of things, but as you know, <laughs> I'm never satisfied. Um, I'm never satisfied with what I do. <laughs> and I'm never satisfied because I all, this, all the time think we, I, I see something and then I imagine how it could be. Um, so I think that when, I, when it comes to runway shows, hair and makeup is so important. The yeah. girls, the shoes um, is so important. So it's, mm. it's getting better and better, but it's not good enough. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> sorry, but, but I think it's, it's um, I saw some shows and I, I can see that, that um, these young talents, they have a voice. Yeah. They, you know, they have a strength. And that is the most important thing, first of all. Yeah, and to further develop, and I, I mean, I just sent in my top 10 list, or they wanted eight, I, I gave them nine. And there have been seasons where I don't have an easy time. Um, a lot of it has sometimes to do with the photos. The collection looked great, but the photos don't. And I can't figure out what's wrong there, but we have to fix it. Um, though there, you know, I missed people this season. There are a lot of designers who are emerging and more established that don't show in a way that I can present, and so we lose opportunities. But they're there, and I think through endeavors like the Berliner Motor Salon, which we'll talk about more, we're getting an incredible group together. Because exposure, I mean, it's such a critical issue. And first at retail, and that's the biggest challenge these days, but retailers are also a highly challenged species. Um, it's really hard to push through. It's, it's the great wall of retail. Um, what, how do you see that? I mean, what it, is that one of the reasons why you started the Vogue Salon? Um, yeah, it, Vogue Salon was, was founded at a time when, when I was just, let's put it that way, fed up with all the negative things that I read about German fashion. Mostly from people that I never saw in a fashion show or in a showroom. And I thought it was unfair. Uh, and um, so that's why that, that was the point when I decided, okay, Christiana, stop talking, do something. And that was the reason why I founded Vogue Salon, mm -hmm. um, to, to give this young emerging talents um, a, like a stage and a place where they could meet with retailers because it's also about trust. For the retailers, it's investment, so it's money. And you invest when you trust. So, and I thought it's good to, to find this place twice a year where they can just meet, where I can bring them together. I mean, and to give you an idea, it, it's a, it was a small, it's, it's always, it's about the size of this theater, no? Yeah. yeah. Where, how many designers is it? This Six? time we had eight. Eight. This time, but it varies from, we started with four, I think, then there were five, and um, 
now we have eight and they stay with me for four seasons because I think it's not enough if it's only two seasons. You have to see how they develop. So that's why um, they stay, most of the time, they stay with me for four seasons, yeah. Yeah, it's part of the problem, another, because <laughs> I'm, I'm the prob I'm the person who sees problems. Um, <laughs> one of the big problems we have is, is this stop and go situation in Berlin a lot of the times where people show for one season then they take off for another season then they show again for another season and even in terms of the kinds of exposure that the shows can give it's hard it's hard to build momentum when you stop and you go um, but now too I mean growing from that and, it, and we've moved it there's moved into a new wonderful spot which is the Grand Prinzen Palais on Unter den Linden and it, it's it's just a dream of a little building um, where shows are being held. And then there is something called the Berliner Motorsalon. And that was, as Christiana said, that came into the third season this year. And want to tell us a little bit about that. I, I was faced with, with the problem that um, when, when uh, my talents <laughs> leave the Vogue Salon, then where, where do they show? Where do they do their presentations? And um, so, and I was afraid that Berlin, as a big, big city with beautiful locations, that nobody could find them anymore, or that one was there and the other one was there, and you can't manage to do both. And so, I I thought that we need something that that mm. where I can just show what I see all together. And then on the other side, when I'm um, and when I'm at the international shows and I'm asked about status quo of fashion design in Germany and where, if somebody would come, where should they go? So I thought it's great to have a place for a short amount of time. So if somebody is interested, could fly in, mm -hmm. see what I see, and then fly out again. Because time is money, especially for buyers. So, and um, then Markus Kurz from mm -hmm. nowadays, who is, um, I call us the parents of Berliner Modesalon, uh, who is um, the second half of uh, the idea of Berliner Modesalon. Um, we sat together in, uh, I think, late 2014 and had the feeling that if we don't get it together, then we don't get it together. We don't get it together. So that's why um, he said, you know what, I was offered the Kronprinzenpalais. You have an idea. And I said, Berliner Salon. And he said, what does it mean? And I said, Mode. <laughs> All together um, and um, a place for, for the talent from Vogue And we can show what we see. So, And then three months later, uh, you remember you no, were there really, when we really had a fast. meeting? I just heard about this and I had to get a preview done for Women's Wear Daily and quick, quick, oh God, this is news. This is going to be the story. That there's this, this kind of group, curated group event. I mean, curated is a word that's been overused, um, but that's really what it's about and something that holds together. And there, I mean, it was absolutely packed. It was packed with very excited, people. The retailers were excited who came and they, there were many more who came than were expected. The designers who were taking part were excited, the journalists, and luckily we did get 
a lot of key journalists who don't always bother to go to this, that, and everything in Berlin. And so there was really a fabulous group feeling. And what's exciting as well is that right now, Kadave, for the second time in a row, is doing a Berliner Salon pop-up shop. Because the sad story is that I suspect if I, add, if I threw out names, most of you people, might, unless you're in the fashion world, would never have heard of them. So take advantage. Go look at the windows. You can be proud about what's coming out of this country. And that's, uh, well, that's another big problem that we seem to have in Germany. And I've been covering the market for over 30 years, and it hasn't gotten better. What is this problem that we have that we can't? I mean, there are so many companies. When I first came here, it was like, this is really bizarre. All the names are Italian. Nobody really wanted to sound German. Now there are a lot of names that I can't pronounce, so perhaps <laughs> I wish they were Italian. But um, what is this problem? We can't, re I mean, I say we, I'm not German, but after 30 years, I guess I am, can't say, hey, this is good. Look at what we're doing. And that you people out there as consumers don't say, hey, this is good. I want it on my back. I want to I wanna support it in that way. I, I think fashion never was part of our culture. Mm. So, and, and that is one of the main problems. It, it's just, it, it's, of course, it's a big economy. It's a lot of money involved. Um, and, but but we, it was never really part of, you know, it's, it's, in different countries, you have fashion as one of the culture, the main culture things. Mm. Look to Italy. I'm invited, uh, I just got the invitation, uh, by the new head of the Camera della Moda. That is like, oh, the Fashion Council of Germany is like yeah. Camera della Moda. We're the last ones. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the like, last ones. We're so, like a lot. Um, and the new head of that invited us as editors, and um, the invitation is by Renzi. Could you ever imagine me inviting with Angela Merkel yeah. The, the international editors. So means that they're in different, there is another, uh, it's, they take fashion serious. And for us, or for the people, and I think you have the same, that, that when I started, fashion was not a profession. Oh, well, unfortunately, it was a slogan from the Egedo company. <laughs> and I always want to say, guys, this is not English. Fashion is my profession. Yeah. But. And, and so I think that that is, Fashion is hard work, and to to really have a great result, you have to work hard. And and I think that is what I all the time um, make as my it's one of my goals to see that we accept fashion as part of our culture mm -hmm. that we have interest in, and that is one of the the reasons why we founded the Fashion Council as yeah. well. Uh, that it becomes part of our daily life. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah. yeah. Um, one good thing, so the Berliner Motor Salon is going back to Paris in March. Um, yeah. Last season, very exciting. There was a presentation with participating designers in the German embassy. Um, Karl Lagerfeld came, which meant that story went into Women's Wear Daily in New York and for America and for international readership, and so that helped. Um, but what was, what was the response, and, and what are you hoping 
is, the, is it expanded? I think there's a showroom of sorts this season, I'm not sure. We are not really sure about the format yet, but um, we are just um, seeing the person in charge next, uh, mm. next week. So, because I think that um, in fashion as well, you, uh, if you do it, do it once, then it doesn't mean that it works the second time. So I'm all the time a little afraid of repeating myself. Um, so that's why I, we have to think what we do next. But we are invited again by the German ambassador in mm -hmm. Paris. And just right now, it's just about the format, how we want to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's um, clear and it's signed that we do it again. What, what I think is the great thing about this is that we get attention from abroad, yeah. that something is happening in Germany, that there, is, there are people who support it and that we have a voice. Um, and on the other side, and that is what we talked about, it's for the ones that joined us to, to Paris, there is this feeling of a group, of we. We together, which never was the fact before. Um, it, it, all the time they had the feeling they, they were by themselves. Um, and right now, I just heard yesterday from somebody, you know what, I met this and this, and we do a showroom together in Paris, and we rent an apartment together, and I feel so happy that I have this. And I think that is important as well, that, yeah. that they are a group of people, and um, that was a great result by the invitation as well. That's, no, it's life-giving, and I hear of it also. Um, some men's designers I know are thinking of banding together in one way or the other. Um, yeah, there's strength in numbers. Um, there's also, I, I, I talked to Dorothy Schumacher, who is, the Berliner Motor Salon is a mix. It's, it's sort of some of our grown-ups, more established designers like Dorothy, like Talbot Runhoff, like O'Day, um, and then a whole bunch of people on various levels of emergence who are taking part. And Dorothy said, you know, I, those of us who've been in business for a long time, we have such great context, let's take this show on the road. And so that there's also, everything is developing. It's all, sometimes we think it's all happening too slowly. There's a lot of, a lot, everyone's, we're running at, we don't have a lot of time. There are a lot of people in a make or break situation, but things are happening. And it's, it's sort of step by step, and sometimes we're frustrated, and with the, German Fashion, Fashion Council Germany, we looked back, we thought nothing had happened, and then we looked back, and, and what had happened in a year was quite extraordinary. So this, this is a chapter that also could be, um, that will also continue in And in I think because way. you just mentioned Odi and, and Talbot Runhoff and Alut, it, it, they all left Berlin. Yeah. Um, so because they were, they had their issues. Uh, and um, so that's why we thought, okay, how can we get them back? And um, it was just that, that it showed us when they said, yes, okay, we are, we are there, we, we support you, we, we support this idea, is that when, when the format is right, then they will come back. And um, they are with us for three times right now, yeah. so and they will stay, and they, they love it, and Talbot Runhoff, they did a showroom, they sold collection in Berlin, mm. and they really did business. So yeah. it can work. And if there are trunk shows, I mean, it's another way also of, one of our problems is also getting consumers to have a glimpse of German fashion. And also the reason we have people like, there are people like O'Day, et cetera, 
is because, well, I'm putting words in your mouth, but to try and, and give an idea, I mean, this is, this is the next question, an idea of German fashion. So what are we talking about when we talk about German fashion? <clears throat> Good question. Um, I, what, I, what I thought um, when I was in Vauxhallon um, two days ago is that I right now love the idea of, as you know that I say, I love the idea that there is no German fashion as a particular oh, no style. Look, yeah, no. Uh, as a, you know, yeah, as a certain a look. Block, um, yeah. And I, I like the idea that is a cosmopolitan style. And when you look at David Tomaszewski, or mm. when you look at Vladimir Karalev, or you look at Nobi Chalai, or you look at Marina Hermans either, mm. or you look at René Storff, five different nationalities. Mm. And they are all here when there is Fashion Week. And I think that is this, this um, international style that I see here right now, which is really interesting for, I think, all of you who travel a lot, mm to have different approaches to style and to fashion. And that is something that Berlin can, can stand for as well in the future. Mm. It's a big melting pot. I mean, what, what I've tried to explain to people about the Fashion Council and, and our um, point of view, and you and I, we both say we're sort of designer mommies, you know, supportive and critical at the same time because criticism is important. It means you're being, taken, you're being taken seriously. But there's always been a problem in Germany that there is a big apparel industry. But with a few exceptions, there hasn't been a big fashion industry. And the, German, the Fashion Council Germany is not really, doesn't necessarily conceive itself as an industry organization. We have industry organizations in Germany. That wasn't the necessity. The necessity was to bring something else forward and to give it a bit of support. Um, when you look back, as I say, it's been one year, um, and everyone is, there are so many people who are hoping to be saved <laughs> by the Fashion Council. Um, that can't necessarily be done. Councils don't save anybody. They support and they try to share information and to, um, yeah, give rat and tat. But what, how, I mean, what were the milestones for you this year? I think founding the, the, the council. Was yeah, getting it legally founded. Exactly, getting it <laughs> legally founded and, and really do it. I, I think that was because we were talking about it for a long time and, uh, and then, um, and of course it was, you know, when, when, when bread and butter closed the doors and we all were afraid that that was the big message yeah. of the Fashion Week in January last year yeah. and we didn't avoid that. Um, and we did avoid that because we, we said, no, we found the council, we do it right away. We come up with the Berliner Motorsalon. So, mm -hmm. um, and then, like, um, really that it, that it was not a, just an idea for one time, then to do it again and do it again. Um, I think that is, that was already my, my, uh, it's somehow something that I never thought that we could manage in such a short, short time. And then to see um, that the quality of the design mm. and what we see is really increasing. Um, 
if you have a stage and you see an actor for the first time because it's his first mm. engagement, and you see him, see him after 10 years staging, it's a total difference. But it's the same for a fashion show. It's the same yeah. for a fashion designer. So give them a stage, let them develop, mm. coach them, advise them in a professional way. And uh, I think that, that really we have big potential in Germany. Why shouldn't we? I mean, hey. No, I mean, you've always said, and a lot of other people say, we have, there are German designers working everywhere yeah. in, the, yeah. in the fashion industry. And not only the, the big ones that everybody yeah. has in mind. Yeah, no, um, we're not talking team, about Carl. Yeah, <laughs> in so. every team, when you talk to Erdem, I think Erdem has six German people in his team. So, and they're all over the world. There are mm. Germans. Um, in the big and successful teams. I think that is the goal as well, that a lot of this talented, talented uh, young people, they leave our countries, they join one of the, the great schools, great universities, mm -hmm. and then we don't manage to get them back. Yeah. They stay uh, in Paris, they stay in London. Doesn't mean that it's easier there. No, 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 it's not. I have a conversation with all of them, so and yeah. it's not easier for them. And they wish they, some of them, they wish they could come back. And uh, but there is, they don't see. I mean, right now they they start looking at the country again mm. and say, okay, we can see that something is happening. People start talking about it. Um, but I think that is something that we have to manage as well to mm. to to get these people, these talents back. Yeah, I'm wondering, I don't have figures in front of me to, or in my head to think about you know, how big is the French apparel industry compared to the German fashion industry? Are there, bigger, are there more possibilities of jobs? Possibly what there is is just a lot more going on and a lot more interest. It's, it's the same in London. Though London also started you know, with people sewing in their basements and the hems falling down and it wasn't very good and it wasn't very professional, but at the same time there were always some slightly more established designers who, who kept things running and then a traditional situation like Savile Row, but which has also completely transformed itself. But then remember, I mean, there was a certain time where nobody, of, none of us went no. to London no, anymore. It was just because like, it mm. was not really, it was nothing that, why I had the feeling that I, I um, had to go there. And then when they were aware of this and the British Fashion Council then, uh, did kind of a rebirth. Um, yeah. And right now you only, or they at that time only had six people, six designers. Yeah. And they were the reason why I went there. You don't need 50, you don't, um, you, but you need. Need a couple. A you couple. need a couple with a pulling couple. powers. And you have to help them and you have to establish them. Uh, and uh, I'm, even if I'm exhausted right now, because it's really yeah. <laughs> a lot of work, but, but I think that uh, we are on the right track. I think so, too. Yeah, I have one more question, so I'm going to, it's a question I want to ask. It's, it's, there's an important word um, that's, it's one of our most important words, but I almost hate this word, and, and the word is relevance. And the reason I hate it is because when I'm at what I think are some of the most promising designer shows, and I'm all alone. Um, no, Vogue is always there. I, 
I ask my peers, I say, well, you know, why aren't, why don't you go to these shows? Why aren't you there? And then I'm always told it's not relevant. And then when I ask what is relevant, it's two big names who have big advertising budgets. And we know that's really, really important, but it's not one or the other. I mean, if you're in Berlin and you're not here, I mean, you should be curious about what's going on. But relevance is a word that we hear. Um, I'm wondering, what does it mean to you? Because I think, what makes a brand relevant? What makes a collection relevant for you? What do we think is relevant today? It could be different tomorrow. An own voice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that is relevant to me when it comes to fashion design. Yeah, me too. It's not the copy of something. I think relevant is when it, when, because fashion is emotion. You don't need another outfit. You have enough. I have enough. So why do you buy something? Because you have the feeling you want it. Yeah. And it does something to you. So fashion is totally emotion. And if I see a voice, I call it voice because it's something that I, yeah, fashion talks to me. Yeah, me too. Uh, it has to call me yeah, with my exactly, name. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, and um, I, I want, yeah, I, I want, want that a beautiful dress finds me. And too. Um, they do. They do. Yeah, they I'm really do. I'm totally, yeah. One just yeah, yeah. found me the other day. Yeah, it, it sounds maybe a little crazy, but I'm, I'm uh, really by heart a stylist as well. I still do my own productions, and it's the same. And when I'm with all this cloth racks, you know, and like this tons and tons of beautiful outfits, then I need, like, everybody has to leave the room because I, I just have to be by my own. And then the clothes, they have to talk to me. So um, that's why I, I want that fashion finds me. And that means fashion with a strong voice finds you. So, and, and I mean, think of Marina Hamann's Eda. Her fashion has a strong voice. Um, and I think there's more and more happening like this. So, um, and so. I want, and that is what I, I that what I, tell my colleagues, give them a chance, have a proper look, mm -hmm. and then judge, and not before. That's why I go everywhere like a crazy woman, because I, it, <laughs> and now we do trunk shows. See it. Yeah, That's the God, next step. Well, all right, I'll carry. <laughs> we have such a luxurious life as you schlep stuff along from one place to the other, and there's a lot of that in the fashion world as well. It's your turn. Um, I have a question on education and fashion. How would you assess the level, the quality of fashion education that you know, an aspiring designer or, uh, can get in Germany? Because you mentioned yourself, a lot of Germans go out for education to St. Martin's or Parsons or whatever, and then never come back. So do you think it's part of the problem? Maybe more people would stay here if they, were, they, had good, they, they thought they, 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 they would, could get a better education here. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> simple yes. We have too many schools. I think we have more, more than 40 schools. Um, we have more than 1,000 young talents who leave, the, who leave the universities and schools. It's way too much. Um, and I think that we need something that has a really deep and, and profound um, education. I, I see, um, we had in the Vogue Salon two days ago, we had Sarah Effenberger. She comes from UDK, Universität der Künste. 
and her label is called FOM. And um, we discovered her and took her on board because it's really, it's really great, really great. So, um, and I think Weissensee does a good job as well. Um, but there are so many and they, they, I don't know whether it's really the, the fashion design that it, um, that it should be, that they teach. And um, so, um, yes, if we would have one or two or three that everybody, even from abroad, would like to be and study, would have put, put a good spotlight on Germany as well. They also, I mean, I always feel what they need is survival 101. Um, most people come out and they're just, they fall into a you know, great black hole. But in all fairness, this is not only what happens in fashion. Um, in art, for example, um, because my husband teaches as well, I think after a year, something like 5% of people who studied art at university are still in somehow, in any way involved in art. So um, another thing that we really could use is because we need a new generation of fashion entrepreneurs, is we really could use a fashion business uh, studies program. There's, there's very little of that going on. And that's, that's one of the big holes we have right now. Um, how important do you think local production is for German designers? So that they produce in Germany with the quality or something like that? I think we have the, the quality of production in Germany. But, but I think that is um, um, infrastructure is something that is important, um, of course. Um, but I think that, that, um, that it's not, for me, it's just that, that it's important that they can do and produce um, how it's best for them. So if somebody like David, for example, produces, I think he produces in Poland, right? Yeah. Or uh, has production And a lot Poland. of people do. Yeah, I love, so totally fine with me. Um, um, but there is great production in Germany, yes. So great to use them. Though we lost a lot. Yeah. There were, I mean, but it's still why there's still the relics of the, the, the ateliers that used to produce the thousands of samples for Escada, but a lot of them closed down um, 15 years ago. But there are still people there, and then it, there are little pockets. There are pockets in Brandenburg. There are pockets in Apolda, uh, for example, for knitwear and so forth. So, um, but I think the key is good production, it's just that for many, let's say the challenge of being able to cope with getting your production set up overseas is without contacts is, is really, really difficult. But there is somebody in the audience here who knows how to do it, and uh, then it's, it's a great boon. So whatever, I agree, whatever works for, for them. Um, additioning to the, or additionally to the question with the education, I wonder if you think that it could help to um, enforce the field of fashion study, because I have the impression that you were talking about the term of relevance in Germany, the fashion is often um, understood as not being relevant. And as well, I found that there is a little discussion outside of fashion magazines about fashion. So uh, yeah, this was what I am wondering, if we need like a stronger 
uh, inclusion of theory about fashion in university and uh, scientific discourse, dis discussion. Mm -hmm. No, discourse, correct. Discourse. Um, couldn't hurt. <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> so. hurt. couldn't hurt. But I think, I think that is exactly what I, uh, what I mean when I say that it's not part of our culture. So we as fashion magazines, of course, we talk about fashion because it's our mantra. It's, uh, but but the, the newspapers or the, the weeklies, they talk about fashion when there's fashion week. But fashion needs and young fashion designers, they need a 365 day lobby. Um, so for them, fashion and for us in the industry, we, fashion is relevant every day. Um, but that it's part of our cultural life, that has to increase, and we need the help from everybody. Aya, you wanted. Um, what's the best advice that you can give to somebody who wants to work in fashion design? Aye. <laughs> Aye. Um, I think it's follow your heart. If you have for me, um, uh, when, I, uh, when I'm interested in somebody, somebody's design, then I, I'd love to talk. And I have, as you can imagine, an opinion about everything. So you don't have to ask me, I say something. Um, and if somebody is in front of me and said, yes, Christian, I understand your point, but I think it should be like this and this and this. Wonderful. If the editor-in-chief of Vogue doesn't change your mind when it comes to your design, then it's great. That is what I mean with own voice. It has to be a strong voice because it's a tough business. And uh, the best thing is, I think, if you don't look right or left, if you just I have a fantasy of um, trend reports being banned for two years, and I would just <laughs> love to see what happens. <laughs> so I think it could be great. <laughs> People would have to rely on, on their own instincts and what they think. And our last question, actually, or maybe, maybe we can manage to, so one. Good evening, Ms. Arp. Uh, may I ask you what's your favorite part of creating an issue? My favorite part, it's, um, it's, I think it's not parts, it's progress. It's work in progress. So it's not that when I'm finished with one, then I start to do the next one. It, it's just, uh, f for me, I still see it as a privilege to do what I do. And um, because uh, to have, have this opportunity to communicate with people through a magazine, to, to uh, show what you see when you're somewhere out there in the showrooms, in the studios, with girls, with, um, and, um, and see it as your, your, some of your goals as well, to teach people taste because I think, and style, because that is more important than trends. Trends go, style stays. So I, I think that is what I, I is my, my uh, when I see and look through 
our magazine and have the feeling we did something that is right, that is maybe the greatest moment of my job. And our last question. Thanks so much for answering, for being with us here and sharing your thoughts, uh, first of all. Um, my question was, um, you said that you consider yourself to be a teacher and we are here to learn from you. So do you plan or are there existing such kind of formats where we can see you on TV? Like, I don't know, like in America they have Project Runway and see your designers watching how they grow, how So you, you want me to do a TV show? I don't know, I'm asking you. <laughs> if it's possible, if you plan to be closer to us, you know? I mean, you have such a knowledge in you and we are here to learn from you. I mean, if you plan any being, being closer to us by, yeah, making a show, like on a mentor in America, like, yeah, being, being, being with us, you know? <laughs> then she has you so much the, you have to be, then we have to let Christiana be the producer because God only knows what a normal TV, you know, they'll turn it into entertainment. Yeah, that is, that is, I think, I think that is what, what I, I, I see your point when it comes to, to uh, teaching, um, but, Teaching and entertainment are two different things. And I, I think that I, um, I, that's, that's what I, I, um, I try to, to, um, to tell everybody, whether she, he wants to know it or not, is that fashion is not red carpet. Fashion is work. And um, so that's why I avoid the entertaining part. Um, Whoever has a question, whoever I can give advice, I will. Um, but um, I think it's not my my profession to to do that. But but I I um, if, if, you know when you get louder and I um, I put the sticker here that I support young talents, then of course. Um, your voice gets stronger. So whatever I can do to support fashion design, I will. Um, in Germany, I will. I will. So you will see me around. Okay. I think that is our evening. I thank you for venturing out in minus 10 degrees. Um, Hopefully we were not too boring. No, then I hope so too. <laughs> so. <laughs> because fashion, we, we think fashion is really interesting, so we can talk about it. Yeah, we, we chatted up it and complain. <laughs> and complain. And then not complain. The idea is to, to get a positive spin, and, and it is a work in progress. We can only take, we can only keep going. And uh, we're at the, be I, I think we're at one of the best stages that I've it's the best stage I've ever seen in German fashion. I mean, I was here in the 80s. There wasn't a hell of a lot to do. So um, we really, really have a chance, and we're trying to build on that chance. So we need your support, too. Support your local designer. We need believers. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you very you. much. <laughs>